Praise the Lord. He is worthy of our praises, worthy to be honored, and He is worthy of everything that we express as far as our thanksgiving to the Lord is concerned. And that song are very, very powerful when we use it and when we use it to honor Him today. Now, siling ko kayo na that uh, this is the first Sunday and we are all normally, we are celebrating the Lord's Supper. And uh, celebrating the Lord's Supper, the Bible says that we are to celebrate as often as we can. So if you have your uh, bread and the cup, I want you to take that right now. I'm going to take my bread and the cup today. And let's celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And as we partake of this bread, the Bible says that we not only remember what the Lord had done, but also we want to honor Him because of His sacrifice, because of what He did in order for us to be restored back to the presence of the living God. So I have this bread right now and this cup, and we're going to pray together so that we can partake this with the blessings of God. Father, we thank you that as we, Lord, holding on to the bread and this cup, the symbol of your body, the symbol of your blood, we remember what you have done. We remember the sacrifice. We remember even your death, Lord, at the cross. And because of that, we celebrate. We are celebrating because of your sacrifice. We are once again accepted in the presence of the living God. And so before we partake this, Lord, we ask right now that you bless this bread and this cup before we partake it. And Lord, I pray that for those who are, Lord, having the memory of committing sin, sin by omission or sin by commission, I pray that before they partake, Lord, that they're asking as they ask for you to, Lord, forgive them. The Bible says that you are always faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So that when we partake of this bread and this cup, Lord, we are worthy. And so we ask you to bless it now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's partake of the bread together and the cup. Praise God. Truly God is good. Truly God is worthy of our thanksgiving. He is so good to us. Today we are going to look at the message of God I know that many of you, when we come to a time like this every Sunday, we are supposed to have expectancy. And our expectancy is always to receive. Receive from God. How do you receive from God? We receive His Word. Because I believe that the Word of God is important. And the title of the message this morning is The Value of the Word of God. The Value of God's Word. We're going to look at Psalms 19 from verse 7 to 8. Two verses only, 
Psalms 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. May God bless the reading of His Word today, and may the Holy Spirit will empower us and that we can receive everything He prepared for us today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I read an interesting story about an old miner who had lived the life of a hermit deep in the mountain of Colorado. You know what is a hermit? <laughs> He's always alone in a place, isolated himself in a certain place. Now, when he died, some of his distant relatives came to collect his valuables. See, he's a miner. Uh, definitely, damo siya may nakuha ng gold. So when these this, uh, relatives arrived to find the miner's small rundown house, as the re relatives gathered up the miner's possession, loaded them in the truck, and got ready to drive away, the miner's old friend came walking up. He called out to them, Do you all mind if I take what is left in that old rundown or rundown houses? Well, relative said, Oh, it's okay. They said, Take it, whatever you have or you want to take all the valuable stuff, if you think. Well, you can have whatever is there. So the man thanked them, and off they went. So this friend walked in over his friend's shack, the small house. He went in, and he looked around for a little bit. Then he reached under the table and lifted up one of the floorboards. You see, the floorboards is where they used to, you know, to screen and everything so that they can get the, the gold, the tidbits of gold. Now, little by little, he lifted out all the gold his friend has discovered over a previous decades. That means it's millions or millions of dollars worth of gold. Apparently, the old miner had died with only his true friend knowing his actual worth. Ang iya lang yung friend mo nakapulosin eh. You see, in the same way, God wants to make himself known to us as his friend. But many of us are like his distant relatives sometimes. Yet, if we would get to know God better, we would discover the riches that He has for us. You see, as where all these riches come, well, they are in the Word. Now, Jesus said in Hebrews 10, 7, He says, In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Now, a major concern regarding today's believers is that we have lost our love for God's Word. 
We want a microwave word from Him. You know what? What is a microwave word from Him? That means we want an instant, instant uh, result with, with, you know, with the words that we many times study. You see, most of us don't want to spend necessary time to receive revelation from Him through His Word. We've forgotten how to dig for the gold that lays wait for us. So when we say that we are the church, we must value God's Word, and that value is only as strong as your personal value of God's Word in your life. Today, I want to talk to you about why and how we can make God's Word a value, something to be desired in our life. Now, in the light of this, here are some few much-needed reminders that in the book of Psalms 19, verse 7, he says, we can find the description of the great value of God's Word in our lives. First, all the Bible says in this verse 7, he says, first of all, we can find that God's Word is perfect. Look at what he says in verse 7. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Now, this phrase, the law of the Lord, is a Hebrew term that defines the word scripture. So we could also translate this to say that it's the word of God or even the Bible. And that means the Bible is perfect. Now, the word perfect meaning without fault or defect. And that is whole, complete, comprehensive, and sufficient. It's whole, complete, comprehensive, and sufficient. That means it contains the mind and the will of God, both with respect to faith and practice, whereby the man of God is made perfect and thoroughly furnished to all doing good works. It also contains a divine principles that are best guide for character and conduct. Now, it is, also a, it is also true that the scripture regarding all is saying that regarding everything that is saying in matters of making a capable of producing, that means we can produce a comprehensive righteousness. Now, also the scripture is infinitely more precious than anything this world has to offer. Now, this is in direct contrast to the flawed, imperfect reasonings of human today. As society changes, we don't need to flow with the winds of change. We can stand on the firm foundation of God's word. Now, Jesus mentioned this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 25, and he said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does, does them will be like a what? A wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded 
on the rock. Amazing. That's why when you talk about the law of the Lord, you're referring to the Word of God. That's why it's so valuable, because it's perfect. The second reason is that we see that the Word of God transforms us. Transforms us. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. Now the word convert would be translated. Reviving, restoring, and transforming. Now God's word will revive you. Now the word revive means making alive. Keeping alive. And giving more life. When somebody is about to die and when that person was resuscitated, that means he was revived. He was about to die, but of course, bangod may gin-apply sa first aid, then he was able to, again, live. That's exactly what revival means, or for the Word of God to revive us. In the book of Psalms 119, verse 25, and let me quote, it says, My soul cleaves to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Now, this is the psalmist was actually trying to pray to God because he was about to die. But then he was asking for revival. And true enough, the word of the Lord is the one that is standing on in order for him to experience the so-called having life again. Now, revival, according to the, the Word of God, is to be awakened from spiritual lethargy. Now, perhaps, why ikaw naka-experience But you see, as, as believers, sometimes, ang aton nga kabuhi is just like, you know, though wala nasang, there is no more life in it. You go to church, and then business as usual, we, that's exactly what it meant by spiritual lethargy. Also, when the Word of God wants to revive us, that means we are to be awakened by our spiritual dullness, religiosity, and even to the point of committing sin again. We are awakened again. You may not experience the you know, life uh, or because of the threat of the situations. But at least, many of us, if we are honest enough, there are times that our spiritual life is not truly life. Your spiritual life is dead. And the Word of God is able to revive us. And also it is the revival, uh, that the Word of God wants to revive you and me, that means that the Word can deliver us and set us free from self preservation. Now, isn't it, no, amunig katabo subong, kadamo sa mga mga tumuluo, that they are using self-preservation. Uh, we want to we wanna get away with the places that, you know, uh, we know nga nagadamo, nagapositive ang, uh, damo ang positive sa tawag natin COVID-19 and so we want to do these things and we want to follow protocols so on and so forth. It's just sim simply, it's called self-preservation. But you see, 
when you know that you are a child of God, and if you are doing things uh, that you know it's of God, but because of what's happening now, you cannot do it no longer, now that is not from God. And uh, sometimes we apply self-preservation, kind of, you know, we don't want to die. You remember when Jesus was trying to tell his disciples, if, if you want to, you know, to preserve your life for your own sake, you will actually die. But if you are going to live your life, even though you are being threatened by death, you will have it. So sometimes what's happening to us, it's also the same. The reason why many of us are so afraid of this COVID-19 is because we are probably somehow dead spiritually. Or if not dead, you are supposed to about to die spiritually because of fear. And you need the Word of God. And the only way for you to rise up over these threats in what's happening in the world today is for you to stand in the Word of God. Because the Word of God will revive you. You see, revival is to be infused. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. It should be infused by the Spirit of God with the passion for the things of God. Now, pilabala sa inyo, if you're honest enough to say that because of this COVID-19 in 2020, ang imo spiritual life nagnubo. I don't know, for some of you, perhaps ang imo, ang imo provision is being, is, is still overwhelming. Damok uh, But you realize that your spiritual life somehow is no longer the same before? Bangod sini? Because some of you, 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 I mean, I like this platform that I can still talk to you. But how do you apply the Word of God to revive you? Unless, unless you're honest enough to say, true enough that for me to have, I mean, no fellowship with the believers because I'm trying to do so much self-preservation. I want to preserve my life. I don't want to go with my friends, with my fellow believers. Paasi kun sila pa maka contact sa akon sa COVID-19. Well, that is self-preservation. But the thing is this, when you know that you have the Spirit of God in you, you will be revived. When you are standing in the truth of God's Word, you are not supposed to be afraid. But listen, if you lost your passion, some of you who used to be doing things you used to do before, before COVID-19, uh, active ka sa church, prosubong hindi ka na active. Because ang imo concern lang, you, your family, and yourself. Because you are afraid. In fact, you don't even have a desire no longer because of fear to die because of COVID-19. That is not God. And I tell you and I challenge you that it should be in this season that our life should be more stronger because revival is supposed to be infused by the Holy Spirit, especially when we are standing in the Word of God. Passion for the things of God, like righteousness, holiness of the heart. The prayer life should be always be alive and passion to make Christ known and glorified 
in each of our lives. This is an opportunity. Take ng imo concern, ara lang da sa imo, environment, self-preservation na, it's good, but that is not exactly what God wants from us. You remember, the main purpose of a believer is to expand the territories of God while we are here on earth. Don't allow all of these threats happening to us. Stop you from fulfilling what God puts inside of you. I know that you know what I'm talking about. You see, it's not just to revive us, but God's Word also will be there to restore you. Restore means to, to mend, to furnish completely. Or taking us back to a place of spiritual life and health in which our soul is replenished with His eternal and life-giving presence and truth. You see, in times like this, I think we need to go back to the Word of God, stand on it, apply it, so that we will be restored. Not just physically. The restoration also speaks about when you are sick. You know, when we pray for the Word of God, applying the Word of God, and needs not on for healing, God will also restore us. But most of us must actually need to understand that God doesn't want us to stay in a place where we are so far away from Him. Yes, we know Him, but our soul, our soul is empty. Look at Psalms 51 verse 12. It says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. A willing spirit. Some of you... I do not know when, whether unwillingness move to serve the Lord in times like this. Unwillingness uh, for you to serve the people of God is still there. I know many of you, uh, no, it was stolen from you because of, of all of this happening around the world. But it should not be like that. Now Psalms 23 verse 3 is also very important. The psalmist says, because we know this is David saying, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Why does David was very much assured that he, you know, he is being restored? Because he is what? He is in the walking in the valley of the shadow of death. His life is threatened. And it's very true that when you are being threatened physically, well, you need, you need restoration. But it's not just the physical area of his life that needs to be restored, but also his soulless life. Soul level of your life. He restores my soul. For what? For his name's sake. You see, if you ask God, Lord, I want to be the same person or even be more than the person I used to be as a believer. But because of this, Lord, I cannot do what I want to do. I know there are some of you who are crying, Lord, saan pa kita makabalik? Saan pa kami makabalik sa ministry? Saan pa kami makabalik, makahimo sa mga butang na ginahimo natin sa simbahan? I think we can still do it. There are still people who are taking advantage of this. 
their life are threatened. I mean, every day Paul was saying, our life is being threatened, but we don't care because we have been commanded by God. What somehow gives us energy is that one thing that we know we are to preach the gospel of the kingdom, even though our life is being threatened by death. Paul says, daily we die. And that is supposed to be. We don't die for ourselves, for our own desires. We die for serving God and serving His people. And this is exactly what happened to, of course, David himself. So you see, the psalmist was saying in Psalms 19 verse 7, that the Word of God is perfect and restoring the soul. That means reviving the soul, restoring the soul. And then the third one is that God's Word will also transform us. Transformation means a complete or major change in someone or something's appearance. Appearance from, etc., so on and so forth. You see, now in, in the New Testament, the Greek word for transformation is metamorphosis. Many of you are familiar with this. Now, the definition of metamorphosis is a profound change in form from one stage to the next in the life story of an organism, as from the caterpillar and, of course, to the adult butterfly. Although an outward change does occur during metamorphosis, it is the result of an organic change from within. A caterpillar doesn't put on a butterfly costume or strive to act like a butterfly. Now, as long as it eats, see the caterpillar, as long as it eats, gakaun siya, a caterpillar can trust the so-called metabolic process to assimilate those nutrients into its body and cause it to grow. Eventually, it undergoes the so-called metamorphosis and eventually becomes a beautiful butterfly. However, like a caterpillar, we as Christians also need to eat spiritual food in order to be transformed. Let me read to you John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said this statement. He says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall by no means hunger, and he who believes into me shall by no means ever thirst. Now, the Lord Jesus asked to take him. Now, how do we take him? He's no longer with us. But of course, in our, our generation today, how do we take Jesus? How do we eat Jesus? We take his word. So taking Jesus is taking his word as our spiritual food every day. You see, if we don't eat three times a day, we're not going to become strong physically. It's the same principle applies to every believer. You need to eat spiritual food, and that is His Word. And this is the way for us to grow and be transformed. Thus, we experience a transformation that's not merely outward, 
but one that results from being spiritually nourished and from God's Word operating in our lives. You may find yourself in a situation in which you are converted by verse or verses you read day, daily, or even weekly because you had established what? A discipline of regular Bible study in your life. And I challenge you to do that. Converting the soul, making the man to be able to return or restore to the place from which sin had cast him. The practical effects of the Word of God is to turn the man to himself, you see, with what God originally created man to become, to go back to where the original intent of God, why He created you and me, and then, of course, to go back to God, to turn to God and to the word holiness, to live a holy life. Now, conversion is not an outward change alone, but the soul is moved and renewed from within. This leads us to the third reason. The third is that we will discover that the Word of God gives incredible wisdom. <laughs> Look at the word in verse 7 says again, the testimony, that means the word of the Lord, is sure, making wise simple. Making wise the simple. Now the Hebrew word used here for simple means from a root word that speaks of an open door. Bukas ganhaan. It is the idea of a person whose mind is like an open door. Pero may bukas ang iya pangunahuna. He or she has no control over what comes in and what goes out. Now this verse is saying that if you study, that means the Word of God, if you memorized it, and more importantly, apply the truth, God's Word will make a person wise out of the simple lifestyle. They are by nature, when you talk about simple person, they are by nature untaught or needing instructions. They have these so-called cravings for the Word. They want to be taught because they are not being taught. But with this idea that their minds are susceptible to impressions and are open to conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now, the statement is that the testimony or the revealed truth of the Scriptures makes the wise in the knowledge of God or imparts to them the real instruction. Psalms 199, verse 105. Many of you can quote this and even can sing this. Your word is a lamb to my feet and the light to my path. It's not just, you know, it's not just a, a lamb but also a light. 
to where this person is about to go. In other words, the word path means it's the journey of his life. So he used the word, not just a lamp, but also the light. Lamp, basically, the footsteps. Light, you can see clearer what's happening around you. So listen, you can be a wise person, especially in the seasons where there's so much darkness around us today. We need to make decisions, not based on our own understanding, but it should be based on the Scriptures. Let's go to the fourth discovery. Fourth, we learn that the Word of God is right. Look at again verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Now look at the word right. Now in Hebrew, this means that the Bible was given us the right path to follow. So when he was talking about right, that means it's the path. It's the life that we need to live according to his plan and his purpose. We don't have to lose our bearings in the fog of human opinion. That is why we need to read through the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. You see, I think this is a season for you, for some of you who have not been reading the Bible. It's time for you to read the Bible. And you need someone to help you. Now, there is a Bethlehem Christian Church. We are opening our lives to you. Uh, if you need to ask questions about the things that you don't know about the Word of God, feel free. You see, our church, Bethlehem, is always open to those who wants, you know, something, uh, if they want clarity about the Word of God, because we are here to help you. We are here to bring your path, your life clearer. And we don't just use human opinion. We use the Word of God, what the Word of God is telling. So in this passage, you look at again verse 5, it says, the statutes of the Lord are right. Now the word statutes are considered precepts or regulations given to God's people. Now, kung mabatian mo o kung mabasa mong tinaga ng statutes, that means it's precepts or it's a regulation that is given to the Word of God or the, by the Word of God to His people. Now, God's commandments are His rules and statutes. So, may mga commandments si Lord sa pulong niya. We call that rules of God or the statutes of God. So, pretty much anything God's saying in the Bible is basically is the statutes. Commandments, rules, and statutes seem to be interchangeable according to this verse. Now, the definition of the precept, however, is a guiding principles or rule that is used to control, influence, or regulate the conduct. So may mga mabasahan kita sa pulong sa ginoo that is considered statutes, but also it, it uh, appears that this is basically a precept, a regulation 
In other words, for our conduct, our attitude to be regulated. And the best example of the precept is the commandments found in Ten Commandments. You see, all of those are rules. The first one is that you are not supposed to what? To have your own image of the so-called God. God doesn't want to have His image because the only image that God allowed are people, humans. You are the image of God. So for you to build an image, God is against that. That's why it's called statutes or rules or we call that commandments. Now, a very important uh, uh, Ten Commandments is, of course, very familiar para sa aton is that children obey or honor your mother and your father and you will have long life. Now, this is a commandment or rules nga may ara nga na tawag natin may resulta. All of the commandments is just basically as rules. But this one, may upod siya. Nga kung tumanon mo, if you obey this command, you will have long life. Now, sino ba hindi gusto nga may ara long life? I think most of us wants to live and enjoy the longest life on earth. Hindi kita gusto nga lipot lang ang aton oras. But the Bible says, or ang aton tinuig diri sa duta. But if you are going to experience that, the requirements in the commandments of God is for you to honor your mother and your father. So if you honor them, I can assure you, you will have long life. And that is what we call principles or the word that we normally use is precepts. It's a guidance, guiding principles. It's a, also a place for you to conduct yourself. Let's go to the number five. Fifth one. The fifth is we realize that as we keep the word of God, God makes us happy. <laughs> the word of God makes us joyful. I use the word happy. Look at verse 8. It says, The statutes of the Lord is right, rejoicing the heart. Now, sometimes people are afraid that if they do what the Bible says, then they will be unhappy. Hindi sila mangin malipayon kung ara sila nagatutok pero may sa Bible. Not true. It's, it's the opposite. Now, because if you live by the Bible, what the Bible teaches, you will live a happy life. <laughs> See, God's precepts are His ways. Meant to lead us to a life and joy. And when we come to know His ways and learn to live in the light of them, we will find true joy and true lasting happiness. Now, isn't it you like that? I like it. But the only way for you to experience that is that we have to value the Word of God. We need to value the Word of God. You see, thus our hearts can rejoice not only when we live in the light of His commandments, but also when we see them as good 
and right. We can easily think of commandments or precepts as list of lists of rules. However, if we think of our Heavenly Father teaching His children how to live, we find that it is so much more than just rules or commandments. They are picture of a loving Father who wants what is best for His children, what is best for you. And, of course, it leads us also, following the Word of God leads us to a true life and joy that is only found in God and His Word alone. I pray that in today's message, we will be able to have an appetite for God's Word. You see, God's Word is one of the best indicators of where we are, you know, where we are in our spiritual life. You look at your appetite. Now, how do you know when a person is on appetite? Definitely, damo siya magkaon. Kung nang tao gani, damo na magkaon, sigurado ginaya, madako na siya. Like even a person is weak and then later on, he has not been eating so much food for the past probably several days or weeks. But later on, mabalaan mo nga nagabalik na siya sa iya kusog kang kabakod physically when that person started to have a good appetite to eat. You see, it's the same with us. You look at your appetite for God's Word. Do you have this kind of uh, so-called, you know, cravings for the Word of God? Because it indicates that your life will never be the same again. You see, values are important to us in life. They define who and what we are as individuals. When it comes to the Word of God, what is your personal value? Do you value God's Word as a take-or-leave-it book? Or do you value God's Word as one of a kind, authoritative guidebook for your life? Now, if you do, you are willing to what? To make it personal. I want you to pursue it and experience the effects of putting the Word of God as your highest value in life. You see, I pray that this message today will remind you and me. It will remind us that the value of God's Word in our lives is so important. If we put Him first, if we crave for His Word, you will be spiritually strong, spiritually joyful, because it all starts from within. The spiritual life and the spiritual food will affect your physical life. It's not just about what you see, but what is inside of us. And it makes a difference when you and I value the Word of God. May God bless you, and may God create in you the desire for His Word, to know Him better, to know His principles, 
to follow Him. Because after all, it's not just to hinder you to do what you want to do, but it's to protect you so that you can have a joyful, fulfilling life in the days, weeks, months to come, 2021. Bless you, and I declare that you will be a blessing to many. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Nagapasalamat kami, O Dios. We are reminded that we are supposed to value the word of God. Thank you, Lord, that if we are honest enough to admit that many times we value more things, more material blessings, we value the things of this world rather than we value the Word of God. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. What's happening today is simply a time for us to think about how we value things, how we value life, and most of all, do we really value God? by having our values centered on your word. I know that 2020, everything was stopped. We cannot put values on traveling. We cannot put values on the things of this world because of what happened, because of COVID-19. And so this is a time for each one of us to think think twice or think more because if all of these things are taken away the only thing that will be left behind is you and your word because your word is forever heaven and earth shall pass away but your word will remain and as we have heard today Lord that as we value your word we will not just assured of protection. We are not just being assured that we will be restored back, that we will be able to see transformation. But most of all, we will be living a life full of joy. In the midst of all these situations, we can still have the joy of the Lord because we know we are standing in the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, that you are creating a new desire. For those who are listening today, I pray that the Holy Spirit is able to touch their heart, their mind, their soul, that they will be converted as they read your Word, as they not just read it for information, but read it for the purpose of transformation. Thank you, Lord, that you are creating in us a strength from the inside so that we can fight our battles, we can fight this so-called life with an assurance that we will have a victory because we are standing in the Word that will last forever. We honor you. We give you praise for those 
who are listening to your word today and that your Holy Spirit now begins to touch them, strengthen them, and create in them a new desire for your word again. In Jesus' name, and all of us will say, Amen. May God richly bless you. And uh, I declare the blessings of God through his word and that you will stand firm in his word forever. Again, I encourage you to send the message to your friends and loved ones. Send it to them so that they can be blessed by the message of God today. Thank you for sending your offerings as well to this church so that we can constantly be able to minister to many people as we can. You see, your gift, your love gift, sending it as you send it to this church, it helps us to expand the territories of God, even in the midst of COVID-19, because we will always be standing in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of darkness has no power to stop what God is doing. God richly bless you so that you can be a blessing. Amen.